Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Government has called on the private sector to help upgrade the South African ports of entry. Six land ports have been identified by government to be upgraded. With Home Affairs Minister Aaron Mutsualedi saying that South Africa's side of the border often looks a lot worse than its neighbours. These land ports are in dire straits and are stifling increasing volume of trade. We wanted to understand a little bit more about this. Jacques Broderick, AFRI Forum spokesperson on a community safety uh, very, very good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Uh, good morning, and good morning to your listeners. I'm very well. Thanks, Howard. So uh, this is, of, you know, we, we're seeing the consequences of this. We see it in not only in trade, which we see it in the fact that we've got porous borders, we've got situations uh, like the, the uh, devastating fire that took place in Johannesburg. Uh, no good really comes out of a situation where your borders are chaos. Does it? Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I mean, it has such a, a wide and far-reaching impact on the on the country. I mean, a lot, often a lot of focus is placed on illegal immigration and people being in the country illegally. Um, but I think one of the aspects that's often overlooked is all the other things that come across our porous borders. You know, um, if you look at coming from Zimbabwe, for instance, mm. weapons get smuggled in there, explosives get smuggled in there, which is then used in cash and transit heist and ATM bombings and illegal mining. Um, you know, rhino horn gets smuggled over there, human trafficking. Um, so it really adds adds uh, a lot to the massive crime problem that we already have in this country. So what does this mean now? What is this announcement? Is this an announcement that just acknowledges defeat, really? Well, my, my personal experience is whenever the South African government announces something in response to public pressure like we've seen with the border situation, it's always cosmetic. Um, like in this case as well, upgrading the ports of entry. Okay, great. You know, that's, 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 that's something that's, that needs to be done. But I mean, what about the rest of the border? What about the fences that are dilapidated and non-existent? I mean, people steal the border fences and take them to Zimbabwe and Lesotho and use it in construction. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's great that you, that you speed up the ports of entry for trade reasons and trucking and travelers. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what about the rest of the border? These guys are just going to pass through in the same ways um, that they've been doing for years now. So, and, and the 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 fact is, so how should they play this out? How would you prefer to see this uh, being managed? Well, in a perfect world, what we need to do is first get our border fences erected again, proper border fences without corrupt tenders like we saw in, uh, on the Messina border where 40 million rand was spent on a washing line. We need proper fences back back up like we used to have around this country. Those fences need to be monitored and they need to be patrolled um, efficiently while well-resourced soldiers and, and, and border agents and the ones who don't get involved in corruption. But unfortunately, I think one of the problems here is, um, and this is, this is speculation, but I think there are too many high-ranking government officials who are making a lot of money um, through through illicit trade coming through over the border. And I think that's why we see absolutely no political will to actually solve this problem. So this is, so this announcement you're saying is this really cosmetic? That's my experience. I can tell you when we, we brought out the first open borders documentary we did on the Messina border, mm. then government's response was to speed up the deployment of the border management guards. Now those guys, guards, <laughs> we don't know where they sourced them. Um, our suspicions are that they were, are a bunch of uh, uh, former police and military officials, but we don't know why they left the service. We have our suspicions about that as well. With these, the training was rushed. They were trained in, I think, two weeks. They were kitted out with non-matching uniforms, um, with dilapidated firearms, and told 
well, there you go and do, do what you need to do. Um, and they deploy those soldiers without even gazetting the, regu- the necessary legislation. So the, for the first, first few months, those border guards were deployed illegally. Um, but that was because of pressure, that public pressure that government, you know, jumped, jumped up and had to do something. After we released the second episode of, of Open Borders, looking at the Mozambique area, uh, we actually got called, contacted by the Border Management Authority and we had a long meeting with them. They, they wanted to, um, see how we can work with, together, how they, how they can join forces with Afriforums patrollers to try and put an end to this thing. But again, once again, never heard anything from them after that. So they, they always have these knee-jerk reactions when the public pressure gets tough, but um, the problems never really get solved. So how, what is Afriforum doing about it? You mentioned your own patrollers. Uh, this is obviously, a, and the documentaries, this is obviously an issue quite close to Afriforum's heart in a way. Yeah, it definitely is because um, our, we have 168 civilian safety structures countrywide with uh, roughly 11,000 trained volunteers who patrol their own neighborhoods um, and uh, keep their own communities safe within the confines of the law. But uh, many of these uh, these structures fall in border areas and they deal with the, with the chaos today on a daily basis. And if I can give you an idea about how bad it is, if you look at the Free State, um, the border with Lesotho there, there are up to 500 farmers there who have had to give up pieces, large pieces of their land because they simply cannot utilize it anymore because the fences get stolen, the cattle get stolen, they get attacked and shot at, um, the animals get poached, pumps get stolen. It's just, it's the wild west out there. So they literally had to give up pieces of their land or in some parts give up their farms and move away because it's, it's untenable. Um, so, you know, the, this is the type of stuff that, that our, our civilian safety patrollers need to deal with in these areas. It's, it's, it's just remarkable and uh, the, the, I would imagine that uh, the despondency out there uh, with people uh, not able to you know, erect a fence and know that that fence is going to be there, uh, it, it, it must be quite horrific for them. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And, and the socioeconomic impact as well is very sure. big. I mean, it's not just the farmer and his family is impacted. He gives up his farm. Now he has workers that he has to let go. Um, those workers have families who they can't support anymore. So it just, it's, it's a big uh, snowball effect. Mm-hmm. So what is likely to come of this new announcement now? You think, uh, do you think pretty much nothing or, or are we likely to see some form of improvement? From my experience, we're going to see some form of improvement, um, but there's going to be a lot of corruption involved. These contracts are going to be handed to uh, cousins and, and, and comrades of ANC members, um, and we're going to see a lot of mis- uh, misallocation and, and over-expenditure. But there will probably be something. Something might get repainted, you know, or a door somewhere That's might get helpful. fixed, and it's going yeah. to cost us it's going to cost us 100 million rand. Um, and yeah, that'll be it. So isn't the whole point is not to start with the structures, but to start with the people, the training, and the corruption. That would be a very good place to start. Um, look, in theory, the idea of, of establishing a centralized border management authority with, with border guards who specialize in border security is a good idea. Unfortunately, we sit with a culture of corruption in South Africa. And when you have political leaders who often get implicated in, in corrupt dealings and just always get away with it, then how do you expect people on the ground to stay honorable? Um, how do you expect those guys not to take bribes and get involved in smuggling and stuff if their own political leaders and seniors are doing it? Mm. Mm. It's, it's, 
absolutely horrific. And uh, the fact that you uh, that you keep bashing away at this fight, I think, is so commendable because uh, it, it's got to be soul destroying on 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 many many levels when you're seeing this type of thing just recurring, and it's over and over again the same problem, the same corruption, and uh, even the announcement to do something positive about it comes with fear because maybe that means there's going to be money in the system and money means corruption and uh, and 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 so it goes i think really the only answer is uh, 2024 and making sure that uh, that the situation in this country changes jacques Rodrigue is the afri forum spokesperson on a community safety chatting to us about the current status of the south african borders the impact of the lack of management of government of governance towards these borders.